This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Yes, all season long on Sports Talk with Jock, we get to spend a half hour with head coach Dave Dickinson, the coach of the year in the Canadian Football League. Mr. Dickinson, how are you? Welcome back. Uh, thanks, Jock. Good to be back. Yeah, I guess I find you on a soccer pitch tonight. Is that right? <laughs> well, we had, you know, after a game, we gave the guys a little time off, which allows <laughs> me to watch my son uh, play that European football. So, uh, you know what? It's a nice night. Sorry you're stuck inside. Yes, exactly. I should be outside on the pitch with you. That's uh, that's good. Like uh, you know, it's kind of nice to take a little break from football and uh, and go uh, do a little bit something different, right? Well, it's almost like I don't know who he is because the training camp you leave at six in the morning, you're home at ten thirty at night, and uh, they're still in school. So. Good to reconnect and give him uh, his time as well. It's always fun to watch the kids. Hey, you've always been about family, and I think that's uh, really important. Hey, before we talk some football, uh, what other sports did you play besides football as a youngster? Well, I used to, I got a, uh, something in my room in, uh, back in Great Falls, Montana, said the four seasons. Basically, I went from football to basketball to golf to baseball. So I was uh, every three months. Sometimes they overlapped. Uh, you know, in, in today's world, they won't even let you do it. Uh, coaches are so in tune that you need to be there for all these practices and seven-month seasons. It's too bad, in my opinion. But uh, I enjoyed playing all the sports. Probably liked basketball the best. My dad liked baseball and figured out that if I was going to make a living or something and get a college scholarship, it better be football. So that's kind of where it ended up. You know, you know, that's a great point because, you know, I, I, I'm a little older than you too, but we grew up playing all different sorts of sports and, and, and it was fun. But now, I, I don't know, but you, you really do have to specialize. I'm not sure you have to specialize, but it seems that that is the culture we have created. Well, it is. And unfortunately, the younger coaches that I talked to, you know, they, they really want to give their kids the best. So they want to see them as much as they can and uh, that's not a bad thing, but, you know, I do think, uh, so a kid that's 10 years old, misses a practice or two, no big deal. He should have the right to play and, uh, and, and enjoy the sport like anyone else. And I'm trying to figure out how my kid's going to at some point play football and he likes a little hockey. And in Canada, boy, if you try hockey, I guess that's all you play. And that's not going to happen with me. So, uh, we will, uh, we will figure it out. Well, you know, it's funny because I know Henry Burris's kids, they love hockey. They love hockey more than football right now. And I'm going, okay, that's it. But that, you're right. It's part of that Canadian culture. So uh, I'm sorry. You might become a hockey dad down the road. Yeah, well, he plays hockey. I mean, okay. he does it. We, we, played, uh, we played three sports. And, uh, and uh, I like to get him out in other things, racket sports, golf, that sort of stuff. Good stuff. Or enjoy the weather. So that's what we do. Uh, good stuff. Well, let's talk some football. Head coach of the Calgary Stampeders joining us here on Sports Talk with Jock, as I mentioned in the opening. 23-18 win last night. It was a preseason football game, so we'll, we'll take it for what it's worth, Dave. But, you know, as I said, I thought it had pretty good flow for a preseason game. You've had a chance to look at the tape. Um, break it down for me now. Well, we had amazing field position that first half. Uh, we really did, and uh, uh, we weren't able to capitalize. Um, a little bit choppy. We were going into the win, so didn't want to risk any long field goals. In fact, we only we felt our range was about 37, 38 yards for a field goal. So uh, it was a fairly substantial win. We had our opportunities and didn't really capitalize. I thought we kind of took over. Our, once we started, I guess we got ahead of ourselves. And, and BC did have a nice comeback. Um, but overall, I was just happy we won. And a lot of good. But we were a little tired, too. I mean, we, I work them hard. I do in training camp. I, I, I don't know if I just want to get my revenge on the guys, but I work them hard. And... Uh, 
certainly I could tell they were tired by the end of that game. <laughs> well, let's talk about the kicking game first of all, because we had a lot of texts last night on the on the on the football broadcast. People wondering what's up with Rene Paredes? Why is he not kicking tonight? Uh, maybe you can just uh, give us the philosophy uh, there, because you had Rob Maver doing both uh, double duty last night. Well, yeah, I had uh, Mark Killam does an outstanding job. Uh, you know, what he likes to do is just create not only competition, but make sure everybody gets a chance. And uh, Rob has been outstanding in training camp, kicking field goals. And Renee also, you know, at times we give him some punch just because you never know when he's going to have to bail us out of the game. And, you know, unfortunately, Rob missed his first one, and I think he got a little bit in his in his, in his his head a little bit and, and wasn't able to be what I was hoping on his next two. But Renee's nothing wrong with Renee. It's just that uh, it's preseason one. Uh, don't expect to see that this week, though. We're going to be more of our standard roster, so we wanted to give everyone a chance. It just uh, it really what it really was sad about it is Rob probably had as good a punting day as I've ever seen him. So mm. he certainly was outstanding on on one facet of the kicking game. Whew, those coffin corner kicks, two on the four, one on the three, uh, one on the one. I should say it was fantastic. He was in midseason form. Best, I mean, we see it in practice too, but to do it in a game with, uh, you know, different off time because they're different centers, I just thought he did outstanding. Like you said, it's too bad. Obviously, he was frustrated with his kicking. Uh, but I told him, I have faith in him. That might pay off dividends for us down the road. Uh, you know, hopefully, if he gets. We need him, he'll, he'll knock it through. Yeah, true true enough. Um, okay, so much to talk about and, and so much to break down. I know you had the rundown earlier today with the media, so I, I'm not talking out of school here. I feel really bad for, for Reggie Bagleton because he had a great game last night. Five catches, got into the end zone, and, and then un- unfortunately suffered a knee injury. Doesn't look that good at this point, Dave. Uh, can you give me an update on, on, your, uh, on your fine receiver who had a great game last night? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly doesn't look great. It's, I don't think it's as bad as it could have been. Um, you know, I just got a recent report, and, uh, yeah, I think we've got a chance to um, get him at least capable of playing this season. Now, he's a rookie, and so the rules are kind of not set up for those guys, and I don't think you'd see him anytime super soon. So we uh, have to make our roster to, to win games right now and, and maybe have a plan for the future. But, yeah, not to the point uh, I don't think Reg is probably uh, – Kick it, Coop. Oh. <laughs> that's that's yeah, the that's, that's, that's yeah. the that's the soccer dad coming out there. I know. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> the, the kid's got to kick the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. That is great. That's personal. That's, see, that's... Yeah, I can't. I just can't stop myself. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I thought that was fantastic, David. And you were telling me last night when we were sitting in your office that, you know, you get into it when you when your son's playing. And I think that's yeah. great. You got, you know, you're, you're not a rabid parent. You're not one of those helicopter parents, but you're, you're, you're into it. So that's okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'll focus in on what's important. Sorry about that. Uh, Dave Dickinson, the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders here on Sports Talk with Chuck. We were just talking about Reggie Bagleton, and, and he did have a, a great game last night. Uh, and, and so that's uh, that's too bad. And I guess uh, Todd Thomas, uh, linebacker, uh, he has an Achilles injury too, so that's uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, Todd, unfortunately, got the worst news. Um, he does, uh, yeah, you can't, that's a season-ending thing. So, um, you know, a great man. I, I really got, I like to say that he, he gave me a, a shakes my hand, says thanks for your opportunity, and He's a realist, no one a rookie, but that was a, that was a tough one on him. Uh, back to Reggie just for a second here, because that that injury happened on a spearing penalty. I didn't see the replay on it. I'm sure you've looked at the tape. Uh, did, did the spear have anything to do with that, or was it just a, an awkward landing? Was it a dirty play by the BC Lions? Uh, uh, take me through it, uh, Dave. Well, I, you know, you really don't know all of what's going on. I know the guy went low with his hat and hit him right on the kneecap, you know, but 
in today's world, you know, everyone's tackled lower and lower. They're, you know, they're telling these guys to keep the head out of the game. The thing that you never like to see is you want to, you know, you do want to see what you hit. And, um, you know, so I'm not going to really comment on it anymore. And it happens a lot, though. It's not like it happens. Then our guys uh, tackle low, too. So certainly it was just unfortunate and uh, it's just a bad, awkward play that he ended up uh, certainly uh, uh, taking the worst of. No injuries on the offensive line last night. Was that a positive? Yes, but we, we sat tons of guys, so, you know, uh, we want to find some cohesiveness. We want to get that communico- communication going back and forth here. So, essentially, uh, we will have a different group in there. We're really hoping uh, Shane Bergman, uh, basically, and uh, Cam Thorne, and uh, potentially Randy Richards, and, uh, you know, not quite Pierre yet, but we're getting closer. And so, it just there's some reinforcements are coming, and uh, hopefully we find that group that makes us the best team. I know it's not the ideal situation to have, uh, you know, only five games in between, uh, you know, preseason tests. Uh, I guess the positive would be you get a little bit of a break before you kick off the regular season. Uh, I guess you got to turn a negative into a positive, Dave. And it's not really a negative, it's just different. It's just nothing that we don't, we haven't done. Um, but we made a plan and we basically tried to space out who we're going to play in certain games. Any injuries obviously precede the importance of a, uh, of that, so you know, for me, I, I guess it's different. But we might actually get a something good about it if we can, uh, you know, find a way to find that energy and almost feel fresher for week one. So uh, we're going to handle it. It's not been a problem. It's been different, yeah, but we can handle it, and uh, we'll be ready to go in that opener. Dave Dickinson, the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, breaking down a 23-18 a preseason win over the BC Lions last night. Of course, the Calgary Stampeders right back at it Sunday night in Edmonton. Uh, don't forget, that's a 5 o'clock kickoff. We're going to have all the play-by-play action for you here on the home of the Calgary Stampeders. Pre-game show, the Truman Insurance pre-game show, is on the air at 3.30. Uh, let's break down the, the quarterbacking situation, if you don't mind, Dave. Uh, of course, it was Andrew Buckley with the start. He completes a 6 of 8, uh, 75% of his passes, 59 yards. Uh, you know, move the ball at time. Couldn't get into the end zone or, or couldn't generate points. Uh, how do you break down Andrew's game? Well, I thought he was solid. I mean, uh, nothing flashy, you're right. Um, but he also uh, he had a chance, a couple breakdowns in our passing game as far as up front and then some wrong routes. And uh, He's still learning. You could tell he's not a, a polished vet, but he's getting better and he, he handled what we do. Um, essentially, though, I think obviously with that great field position, it would have been nice to to have him uh, pop a couple in the end zone, but he's a, uh, he is a winner. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily think he took the, the bull by the horns and, and, and jumped way ahead because the other guys are right there, but I thought he played well. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a lot of the holding for you last night. Is that still in the plans? Yeah, he's our, probably our number one option there. Um, feels very confident with it. And uh, you do want your kickers to get used to a certain guy. Um, so you do obviously. Yeah. I think it's good if you can find a guy to do it, Um, uh, you know, but he's got to make the team first, so uh, that's always still a part of the process. He's definitely doing a good job, and uh, I think he can do that. Well, since you said he's still got to make the team, I won't ask you about short yardage situations. We'll save that for a later date. Uh, Let's go to number two last night was uh, Mitchell Gale. Mitchell Gale did have the touchdown pass. He got into the end zone, completed five of nine uh, for uh, almost 56% of his uh, passes last night. Uh, Didn't look great when he first came in, but I I thought he looked much more uh, comfortable when he he started the second half, and he sort of said that last night on our postgame show. Your thoughts on, uh, on Mitchell? Well, I thought he probably played the best. I mean, I guess it's all, you know, what you see. He missed two good two throws he should have made, but he also made two big throws. So, 
you know, maybe a little bit more boom and bust type of thing. Uh, Andrew probably more consistent. I thought Mitch still made some big throws. And one thing I know he is is a leader. There's no doubt about it. He is a leader, and that's a good thing. Uh, ultimately, I think one of those guys uh, will have to find that, that range and find uh, who can be that uh, – I guess next option, but uh, we're still, it's cloudy, man. Uh, and I like all our options. That's a good thing, but it is cloudy. Yeah, f- fair enough. Uh, Ricky Stanzi came in, and boy, he did have some tough field position a number of times starting on the one-yard line. Uh, that's tough for any quarterback, especially a quarterback playing his first CFL game. Uh, he does complete 8 of 12 for 65 yards. Uh, there were flashes, uh, but he did have a lot of uh, you know fresh face, uh, faces in the roster with him. Uh, you said last night on the show you were going to break down the tape today and probably have a, a better idea to, to assess Ricky's uh, game. Uh, have you had that opportunity? I have. I, I probably was a little tougher on him than I needed to be. I think, uh, like you said, he didn't have great protection, uh, horrible field position, uh, played with our youngest guys, um, was getting his arm hit on some of his deliveries. Uh, certainly didn't look pretty out there as far as uh, we we looked a little bit, to me, a little bit uh, fragmented. But, uh, you know, I thought he handled himself as a pro. He didn't have a nice scramble out of our own end, which is important. And... Uh, like I said, I think we can win with them. So we got more than a couple guys we think we can win with. Now, like you said, who's going to make that step up and grab that uh, number two role? Well, and that's going to be interesting because I, I'm just assuming, and again, I'm assuming, maybe I shouldn't assume, but I, I got to think Bo's got to play at least half the game you know, on, on Sunday against Edmonton. So that doesn't give these other guys that much opportunity against the Eskimos. True, and we, we talked about it today. We're not even sure how we're going to handle it. I think Bo will play, uh, you know, it kind of depends on the flow of the game and all those types of things, but I definitely think Bo needs to play. And, and we also held out our uh, probably our three top receivers from last year, so they need to get back in there, and they need to find some rhythm and timing. It's a little different, though, because we have the two weeks uh, before we play. We can provide a little bit of those game-like situations in practice. We're going to try to have a scrimmage, and hopefully that does allow us to have good timing and that sort of stuff uh, when we get back out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the rushing game last night, you know, there were some flashes. Jacoby Green, uh, Terry Williams, uh, you know, I know a lot of fans were certainly excited about these two guys uh, that the uh, that we got last night on our postgame show. I like our backs. Uh, I thought a running back position looked the best of any group. Um, both of them looked good. I do think um, Jacoby was probably more solid in protections. Terry's a little flashier. Nobody, I mean, that speed is undeniable. So, uh, we still have our Canadian content, which will be Mass and Anthony Woodson. Uh, we do need to get those guys in there, but uh, we held those two out. So it's a great battle at the running back position. Mm-hmm. Anthony Woodson is a little bit of a nick. Is he going to be able to go this uh, this Sunday, or probably not? You know, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be tight because of a five day window. It really is, but mm-hmm. I do think there's a chance. But I, uh, I I'm not sure on that. We'll have to see. Uh, uh, I know he wants to, uh, but I have to be smart and make sure that. Uh, the advice I'm getting from the doctors, trainers, and at least I follow that and make sure he's capable to compete, feeling as good as possible. Yeah, true enough. Uh, we talked about uh, you know Reggie Bagleton, who had a great game, but unfortunately you know was injured in that game last night. I, I know you have high expectations for Juwan Breskason this year. Uh, Lamar Durant is in his third year. Uh, Mark and Michelle, he had uh, not a bad game last night. Uh, how about some of the young? Rec- I, I thought the catch that the Calgary Cole player Richard Sindani made last night was a great you know one handed uh, catch. Uh, you know that was in, in a tough situation. But uh, uh, how about the receivers? Uh, how did they uh, grade out last night? Well, like you said, I mean, Reggie had his share of rookie bust too. I mean, his numbers were there, and but you could tell that he hadn't played in our system, and uh, 
So the, you know, a lot of times you look at stats, and it's a lot about opportunity with receivers too. Is basically uh, you need those opportunities. There's no doubt as a heck of a catch by Richie. I think you know you talk AJ Cruz and Mark and Michelle there on the on the on the, on the boundary side. I thought both are explosive players, um, smaller guys, but good returners as well. And then we kind of got our bigger beef inside with Jamal Nixon and Jared Boykin. I thought nobody really had a, t- a chance to make a ton of big plays there. Um, but I feel like we're a strong physical bunch in there. Um, as far as both Lamar and, and Juwan Briskason, I think they're uh, quite a bit ahead of even last year. So these guys should be pushing to be full-time players. They are, and, and we also have Anthony Parker still on the bench. So he just took a day. He had a little swelling, but uh, right. he should be back this week. How about on the defensive side of the game, uh, Dave? Uh, I, I know it's it's preseason, but Cordero Law, for the short stint that he got in there last night, uh, that certainly gives uh, Stampeder fans reason for optimism because he was a one-man wrecking crew last night. He's a good player. He's a pro. You, you're going to see he doesn't uh, he doesn't take plays off. Um, he's one of those kids that I uh, his guys that I think <laughs> is honestly uh, every team wants to have these type of guys on there on him. He uh, he's a worker. He, he likes to have fun, but he's not as worried about credit and that sort of stuff. Uh, I think, obviously, defensive end, we're probably as solid as we could be. Um, you know, and I, I, we'll see how it plays out. But I think he's going to have a great year, and uh, he's put the work in in the offseason, and I believe it'll pay off. Yeah, you know, the, the ends, uh, I think, are, are very solid on this football club. How about in the middle? Because there there are there is a competition going on in the middle on that defensive line. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, especially at the Canadian. I mean, we think Randy Colling should be back to practice tomorrow um, and, and hitting some people, which is uh, great for us. And, uh, you know, I do think both uh, Derek Wiggins and uh, Michael Clawson showed up. So that's a solid position in our American content. We're going to let them roll through there. Uh, besides Micah, it's pretty wide open. Uh, we did sign Brian Hall for a reason. I thought he did show up. He's a good, uh, good explosive gap guy. And it's really going to be tight there. I think our D-line, as most teams would probably around the league agree, um, it's, a, it's one of the best positions in the CFL. If you look around the CFL, you look at receivers are loaded across the board, and there's some great D-linemen, and we think we have some of the best. Yeah. Uh, Dave, we're almost out of time here, and I know you've got to get back to your uh, to, to Cooper's uh, soccer game here. But <laughs> my yelling? Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. So one, one final one. Uh, a lot of the veterans, if you're healthy, you are going to play, obviously, uh, this Sunday night, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to bring uh, more than we normally do to a second preseason because we got that opportunity to bust. But, yeah, we should be able to see uh, most of our guys. Like you said, it's, it's important for us to find that rhythm, find that timing. Hopefully we have a good, solid game. Dave, as always, uh, look forward to it. We'll do it again on uh, Monday night after the game and uh, look forward to spending a half hour with you uh, throughout the rest of the season. Okay, Jock. Thanks for that. You, you betcha. Dave Dickinson, head coach of the Calgary State. That was funny, eh? He's sitting there doing the interview, and his son, kick the ball, Cooper! Oh, sorry, I'm doing a radio show. Uh, we got to take a break. This is Sports Talk with Jock. This is News Talk 770. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 630 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary. CHQR.